Show number 89 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. It's not show 100, though. And what show it is, uh, your guess is as good as ours. It doesn't matter. It, it has no relevance. It doesn't matter. I think actually not saying the show number will make it more timeless. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think so? Yeah, like a diamond. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it will live forever. Okay. Uh, so here we are doing another show. And uh, the very first thing that we're going to do on this particular Wait, show, I want to point out something. What? It is such <laughs> a beautiful day. It is. Clear sky. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So naturally, we're sitting inside <laughs> to do a show for you people. Yeah. Sitting yeah. inside, talking about Star Trek with computers on our laps, mm-hmm. totally glued to the screen, not looking outside no, at all. No, no, Because no. why would we do that? Why would we do that? There's nothing out there I need to Just see. nature. Okay. So the very first thing is, um, I, I have a birthday present for you. Yay! Which is on your computer, so you can open that email now. Okay. Okay. I'm getting my computer. I'm telling it to wake up. Wake up. Oh. Wakey, wakey. Here we go. Okay. Lena Taylor sent you an iTunes gift. So open it up. <gasps> Happy birthday from me and Bill. And it is the autobiography, <laughs> abridged nonfiction. <laughs> nonfiction. <laughs> yeah. Of Bill. <laughs> I didn't know you could do this on iTunes. Neither did I. And then I saw Thank it. I was like, you. ooh, that's a good gift. Okay, redeem now. Let's do that. So you can do that and download it and everything. Now, um, the other thing that I was thinking about getting you uh-huh. for your birthday was of the actual book. I wanted to get it autographed by Bill. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much it costs? No. $95. Well, you know what? <laughs> if you go to like one of the places where he's doing autographs, yeah. you don't pay for the autograph. Okay. Well, maybe I'll find you an autograph copy, but I was going to buy it right from, you know, WilliamShatner.com, the place mm-hmm. where you get all this stuff. And I was like, $95. But it's going to charity. I know, but it's $95. I don't have $95 to spend on a copy of a book for you right now. <laughs> okay. Well, remember, I told you I was debating. Oh, look at this. Congratulations. <laughs> you have successfully redeemed your gift from the iTunes store. Your gift is now downloading. Whee! Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Oh, I was debating. Did I want to get the the hardcover? Mm-hmm. You know, it's got the pictures and everything. Or did I want to get this? Mm-hmm. And uh, so now I have this. <laughs> so we'll see if I get birthday money and, and get a hardcover, you I, know, go I, to the bookstore. I, I think it would probably be worth it to get the hardcover. I'm sure it's very good. Um, and I just thought we should have it, especially you should have it, because, you know, Bill has such a way with words. Yes. And that's why and I, want, I wanted to post that little clip of him reading that excerpt from it uh-huh. so that people could hear how, how fun he is when he's doing this sort of thing. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I'm very excited. Yeah. Yay. Yay, Bill. Do you think I'm supposed to click done? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh, it's downloading, see? Yeah, so why would I be the one clicking done? I don't know, because it's going to pop you back to the iTunes store to make you buy more stuff. Oh, well, I spend so much there anyway. Yeah, see? See, but it's still downloading, okay. so that's all that's cool. <gasps> thank you, thank you. Cool, well, maybe we could do some excerpts from it if there's particularly juicy parts that we want to play on. <laughs> yes, that we want to play on the show, and I'm sure we could get some really good sound bites out of him. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of juicy... <laughs> There's a country song that has the word cooter in it. <laughs> Did you look up the lyrics to see what the context is? No, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's got some lyric in it about listen to the cooter splashing or something <laughs> like that. And the first time I heard it, I went, you have got to be kidding me. That's crazy. 
Yeah. I hope it's the turtle. <laughs> I hope it's not. <laughs> if it's a Brad Paisley song, it's double meaning. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> we'll have to look for that. Yes. Um, getting back to Bill's book for a second, um, the week that it came out, there were excerpts from it all over the place. Mm-hmm. And uh, several listeners pointed us to uh, Bill, the part that was excerpted, Bill talking about his first, quote, gay experience, unquote, where mm-hmm. he says he was he was approached by someone in, what, Times Square? It was in New York. It was in New York. Yeah, yeah. and um, he ran away. Well, he was scared. I think this story is pretty funny because the guy said, I'm going to Radio City Music Hall. Do you want to go along? And Bill's like, well, sure. What a nice, wonderful, friendly place. And so they go there, and the Rockettes come out dancing. Of course, Bill's loving this. And then this guy puts puts his his hand hand on his knee, and Bill's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that is pretty funny. gay experience. Because they don't have gay in Canada. So that I never guess. Happened before. I guess. There's, there's no gays. They're not even in the theater. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but that's the funny thing about it. I mean, having done so much theater and everything, like, how was this a surprise to him? Right. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, yes. Um, so, once you've listened to it, you'll have to do a report. Of course. A long, long report. Of course. To talk about it. And you should probably, if, if you can... Um, you know, mark down the um, time codes of places where we need to do exercise. Okay, so you're giving me homework. I am giving you on homework. On my birthday. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, it's for the listeners, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for me. It's for them. Think of the listeners, yeah, TM. Yeah, TM, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very well, much. I'm really excited to listen to it. Well, there'll be more stuff. That was just the first most obvious. <gasps> oh, wow. Okay. So now we have um, also uh, alerted by several listeners, uh, this week in Parade Magazine, which you can view at Parade.com, is In Step with William Shatner by James Brady. So it's got this very nice picture of Bill, Mm -hmm. and it has a little, uh, you know, fluff piece about him with some other facts. Right. Um, Let's see. Brady's bits. I'll read this. Shatner is quick, funny, and irreverent. He is the grandfather of five, the kids ranging in age from the young to one little boy of six foot two. Born in 1931, Shatner lives in Tinseltown, I think they mean Hollywood, and is a wealthy man who struggled early on. Even now, he is a workaholic. He and his fourth wife, Elizabeth, met in the world of saddlebred horses. Just what is a saddlebred? Quote, it was a horse bred for ease on the rider, Shatner told me. When you see pictures of General Robert E. Lee's horse, that was a saddlebred. Meanwhile, one of the best quotes from William Shatner's new book is from a past lover. So this is what it's like to be in bed with Captain Kirk. And that that little story made the many many. It did. So we were IMing about this one day, and um, I was saying to you that um, my if I was in bed with William Shatner, that would not be my first thought. It would be enough that it was William Shatner. I wouldn't oh, have to. That's right. I forgot we I had this conversation. I wouldn't have to fantasize that it was Captain Kirk. Right. Because <laughs> Bill's enough. Mm-hmm. And then you pointed out that you know because he's Bill. Um, there would be many times when you'd be doing it with him in the course of one night. So you could imagine he was a different person every single time. That's right. Which is true. That's right. Yeah. So you could have Bill uh-huh. and Kirk uh-huh. and Mirror Kirk. Mirror Kirk. And duplicate Kirk. Uh-huh. Several duplicate Kirks. Right. And um, uh, White Comanche, both it, of them. Both of them. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, Alexander the Great. Oh, of course. Of course. Probably more than once. Because <laughs> he's great. <laughs> 
So I agree. I think that would be a really good way. But I, I have to say that wouldn't be the first thing that I would think of. No. So um, now here's what's annoying me. Yes. I sent you the link on the the yeah the parade thing, and I said there's also some some pictures we should talk about, but. On the link I sent you, there isn't a link to those pictures. Oh, well, that's annoying. Yeah, and I can't remember how I originally got to those Ew, pictures. I don't know. So what, what is the address Parade is giving us it's here? It's just Parade. For exclusive photos, visit Parade.com. Okay, I'll okay. try that. In the meantime, um, because they're doing this, Parade online, not in the print version, has a Star Trek quiz. It say. Star Trek is one of the most recognizable and enduring entertainment franchises in the world, spanning over four decades, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> it's all stuff we know. Here we now, go. you can test your Star Trek knowledge by taking this 50-question quiz <gasps> presented by SliceOfSciFi.com and written by Farpoint Media Executive News Director Samuel K. Sloan. Okay, so we're taking this quiz, huh? Yeah. Right. You know, Slice of Sci-Fi was one of the first podcasts that I ever listened to. Remember we yes, talked about it way back that. when? It was one of the reasons that I decided that we should do this podcast, and I haven't listened to it in a long time. I remember I got really annoyed with them because they were running commercials um, for their own show that had a, a, a woman named Victoria. Who oh, was yeah, all I remember like, this. like sultry and erotic sounding and encouraging fanboys to listen. But then up. they were very cool about it. when They were, they yeah. were. But I just thought it was sexist because mm -hmm. it was. But that's why it's funny. That's because it's racist. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's like one page. Okay, we're going to have to go through this fast because every question is a single page. Okay. Which actress has starred as a major character and the computer voice in nearly every television series and all the movies? She is also considered the grand dame of Star Trek. Majel. Yeah. So, Majel. Uh, correct. Next question. Oh, God. I'm going to have to click fast. Though not yet considered official canon, who was captain of the USS Enterprise before Captain Pike and Captain Kirk? April. Right. The, the answers, Captain Carl Ramon, Captain Richard Johnson, Captain Benjamin Sisko, Captain Robert April. I never even heard of any except Sisko right. and April. Well, we got that one right. Okay. Before T'Pol served for several years aboard the Enterprise, what was the longest period of time a Vulcan served aboard an Earth vessel? I have no idea because I never watched Enterprise. Me neither. So that question is irrelevant. Two weeks, one year, one month, six months. Uh, I was going to say guess? never. Okay. Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, we got that one right. Okay. <laughs> it was K. <laughs> <laughs> In which episode of the original series did the writers, writers is misapostrophized here, <laughs> get James T. Kirk's middle initial wrong? <gasps> think we know that. If we one. think we know. Yes, that would be where no man. Yes. Of course we got there. I don't even need to check to see if I'm right on that. <laughs> what was the mistaken initial and where did it appear? It was an R and it was on his gravestone. Is right. Um, S, name tag, C, birth <laughs> certificate, or G, ship's plaque. <laughs> What's the uh, ship's plaque? I don't know. A popular 1960s stand-up comic and impersonator appeared in a famous original series titled Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. The actor also starred as the Joker. Who was that actor? Frank Gorshin. Yes. They have Jeffrey Hunter as one of the answers. Yeah, he does a great impression yeah. of Jesus. <laughs> I was a teenage Jesus. <laughs> in which original series episode did Spock discover old masterpieces on modern supplies, such as Da Vinci paintings done with modern oils on new canvas? Requiem for Methuselah. Yes. We know that one. Correct. So far, we've gotten them all We're right. We're great. What made Spock unique among his own people, the Vulcans? 
He was half human. His blood wasn't copper-based. He was part human and part Vulcan. His father was Romulan. His ears weren't as pointed as normal Vulcans. <laughs> the rest of them were really sharp. If you touched them, ow, ow. <sighs> Who was Counselor Deanna Troy married to? Riker. Married to? I guess she did get married to him. In, huh? the, in one of those movies. I yeah. think in the last one. I think you're right. Yep. Uh, before becoming part of the legendary crew of the <gasps> USS Enterprise, um... D, which role was actor LeVar Burton most noted for? Being on Roots. Roots. He was Kunta Kinte. Yeah. And then they list a bunch of other roles that I don't even know if he was in. Okay. Because I'm not bothering to read them. When Star Trek The Next Generation first aired in 1987, which of the ensemble cast members were already known award-winning actors? Jonathan Frakes and Brent Spiner, LeVar Burton and Will Wheaton, Michael Dorn and Marina Sirtis, or Patrick Stewart and Gates McFadden? I think Burton and Wheaton. I don't know if they about the award-winning thing, but they were known. Oh, you know what? You're right. Because Patrick Stewart was, but Gates McFadden wasn't. Yeah. So I think you're right about that. Yeah, because Will Wheaton was in Stand By Me. Right. Yeah. Correct. Oh, we're so smart. When Commander, Commander Benjamin Sisko assumed command of Deep Space Nine, he did so with a young son, but without his wife, Jennifer. Where was Jennifer? Dead? She was dead. Okay. Um... And there's a bunch of other dumb answers, but yes, she was dead. She dead. Who was Benjamin Sisko's dearest friend all his adult life? Major Kira Norris, Miles O'Brien, Captain Jean-Luc Picard, or Dax? You'll have to tell that one. It was Dax. Okay. Which episode of the original series, which starred a then-unknown Joan, Joan Collins, have a majority of fans voted as the best in its three-year one wow, run? That was a very convoluted sentence. Yes, and it was City on the Edge of Forever, and she was not unknown. No. That's true. She, had been she in... was very well-known in the biblical sense of the word. <laughs> which episode of the original series is considered by fans and critics alike to be the worst Star Trek ever? Oh, oh look at the God! This is tough. Spock's Brain, uh -huh. Friday's Child. Friday's Child isn't that bad. Wolf in the Fall. That's not that bad. Or Way to Eden. Way to Eden. Mm, what do you oh. think? That's a tough one. Oh, well, I know by most fans it's Spock's Brain, although I personally find Spock's Brain kind of entertaining, so I would... Do you think it's Spock's Brain or Way yes. to Eden? No, I think it's Spock's okay, Brain. Okay, let's, let's go with Spock's Brain on that one. Yes. yes. Oh, Jeez. but personally... Personally, those damn space hippies. What was the biggest complaint Die Hard Trek fans had about the series Star Trek Enterprise? It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> the ship was too modern when compared with the original series Enterprise. It played too loosely with established canon. Well, at least they spelled canon right. Season 3 became too clogged with unbelievable storylines or the death of Trip. I think all of, all of the, the above. above. I'm going to guess that it's um, played too loosely with established I'm canon. I'm going to guess that too, but... Correct. Yeah. Oh. I hope our listeners aren't bored yet. Um, <laughs> how did the writers? How, they how did the writers justify Klingons in the 22nd century with forehead ridges, and those in the 23rd century without? Um, they never speak of it. No explanation was given. Actually, yeah, yeah. But did they ever give an explanation? I don't know. But in that Trouble with Tribbles episode, he says we never talk about I know. it. Um, blah blah blah. A mass infection that changed several generations, well into the 24th century. I'm going to say it's D, but I kind of think maybe they did on Enterprise give some stupid explanation. I don't know. I've heard some very interesting fan explanations. Right, well, let's say D, no okay. explanation. Wrong! Oh, show me the answer. Klingon experimentation using Dr. Arik Soong's augmented human genetics to create the perfect soldier. Okay, that was stupid. 
Okay, and the perfect soldier has or doesn't have ridges because... Which Star Trek Next Generation actor starred as Dr. Arik Soong in three episodes of Star Trek Enterprise? Brent Spiner. I guess so, although he played... The, the character had a different name in Star Trek Next Generation. Oh. He was Noonien Sung. No, Noonien Sung is Khan. Oh, well, but he had a different name, though. They used that same name twice. It yeah. Wasn't Arik. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. It was Brent Spiner. Yes. Which famous scientist still living today made a guest appearance on Star Trek Next Generation playing poker? Stephen Hawking. Yes. We are so good. Correct. This is really dumb. Well, we can stop. Uh, well, we're up to 20. Let's do five more just to get Let's just do the original series ones. Just skip okay. them if, if they aren't. Well, this is interesting. Which of the following actors turned down the role of Spock before it was offered to Leonard Nimoy? Martin Landau, Roy Thinnes, Mark Leonard, or Warren Beatty? It wasn't Warren Beatty. I'm pretty sure it was Martin Landau. Landau. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. Uh, come on, let's go. Snap it, pal. <laughs> uh, which original series actor was a decorated World War II veteran who lost a finger during combat? That makes Scotchy. That was Scotchy. Correct. Which of the original series stars is the most prolific Star Trek novelist? Oh, uh, <laughs> let's see. Who could that be? <laughs> William Shatner. Yeah, because he writes all those books. <laughs> he seemed in huge air quotes here. I need my, my hands. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it would be like this. Two hands for each quote. That's right. Which actor, who is the patriarch of a famous Hollywood family dynasty, was offered the part of Captain Christopher Pike for the original Star Trek pilot episode? John Barrymore. Who was dead by that time. Martin Sheen, Kirk Douglas, or Lloyd Bridges? Probably Lloyd Bridges. You think so? Yeah. No. Uh, I kind of think it was uh, Kirk Douglas. Uh, I think Lloyd, Lloyd Bridges. Bridges. All right, let's try Lloyd Bridges. Oh, you were right. All yeah. right, all right. What on-location area is the most popular for several episodes in the original series and each of the television spinoffs? In fact, director J.J. Abrams has also shot in this location for the new Trek movie. Probably uh, Vasquez Ross. I would have to say Vasquez Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it was. And it was also in uh, Free Enterprise. Oh, which country was William Shatner born in? <laughs> Canada, the United States, Great Britain, or Israel? Canada. Yeah. He's Canadian. That was in a quiz we did on a previous yeah. show. We know all this shit. Which famous Star Trek actor is openly gay and an international spokesperson for human rights across the globe? Patrick Stewart. <laughs> they have Dominic Keating down as one of the other. <laughs> he, he's openly drunk. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Why did Gene Roddenberry create the transporter? A, made the program look very futuristic. B, budget constraints prohibited more ship models and camera shots. C, Lucille Ball of Desilu Studios came up with the idea. Yeah. Or D, came up in the last moments before the first episode. Well, I think it's the budget constraints, yeah. so they wouldn't have to show the ship landing and all that crap. But I think some of the, I think A, the futuristic thing is probably true also. Right. So, yes, we got that one right. Uh, where did the Vulcan salute originate? A, Gene Roddenberry dreamed it one <gasps> night. Ooh. B, William Shatner suggested it as a way to keep dialogue down. <laughs> Other people's dialogue. 
Leonard Nimoy is Jewish, and it is a 3,000-year-old religious gesture, or D, a sound man was holding a boom mic with his fingers in that position and caught a writer's attention. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, it's the Jewish one. Yeah. What is the name of the slanting crawlaway that leads up to the warp drive nacelles? Jeffrey's, Jeffrey's tube. tube. Archer Crawlway, the Plasma Gateway, the Mayweather Sweet Spot. Ooh, that's oh. so obscene. <laughs> totally obscene. In 1960s, in the 1960s, TV executives shunned science fiction ideas for weekly shows. How did Gene Roddenberry get the network to listen to his pitch for Star Trek? He told him it was Wagon Train. A, he explained how the show would handle contemporary issues from a sci-fi perspective. Yeah. B, he never told them up front it would be science fiction. <laughs> C, he referred to his idea as wagon train to the stars. And D, the idea he originally pitched contained no starship. <laughs> <laughs> Just people flying. Yeah. <laughs> but that wasn't sci-fi. James Kirk had an older brother. What was his name? George Samuel. <laughs> George, Frank, John, Sam. Both A and D. That's true. <gasps> C. Oh. They're saying it's Sam. I don't know about that. Uh, eh, we are more right. What country was was Jean-Luc Picard born in? Great he Britain? Is, France? He, he is from France. Not born of Earth. He is from the Martian colonies or Russia? Not born of Earth, but certainly not of the Martian colonies. Mm. I think he was born in France. <laughs> he has that outrageous accent. He has the worst French accent I've ever heard. It sounds British. Really? Yeah. I believe you. Um, I'm just going to answer this next question because it's stupid. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> is this how you took your SATs? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. This is a good one. Which prop appears in the Man Trap and the Squire of Gothers? Ooh, ooh. The salt monster. The salt creature costume, the magic mirror, the harpsichord, or fencing swords. It's the salt What's creature. the magic mirror? I don't know. The one that they blow up. Borrowed from Disney? Who is lovingly referred to as the great bird of the galaxy? Roddenberry. Roddenberry. Who is lovingly referred to as the great bird brain of the galaxy? I don't know. I don't either. I'm oh. asking. Oh, that. I don't know. Um, oh, this was a good question. Actress Nichelle Nichols, who starred as bridge officer Lieutenant Uhura in the original series, wanted to leave the show after the first season. Who convinced her to stay with it? Uh, a, her father and mother. B, Jean Roddenberry. C, no one. She left after season one. Yeah. Or D, Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King. That's right. It's a great story. Oh, and then they have a little um, thing to tell you. Mm. Uh, in the first Star Trek movie, the crew of the Enterprise came in contact with an alien living machine called V'ger. From where did the machine originate? A, the Delta Quadrant, B, Earth, C, Andromeda, or D, Orion's Belt? It came from Deoit. That's correct. Which actor starred as the evil Klingon Captain Lord Kruga? I don't know. Which, uh, Christopher which, Lloyd. That was Christopher Lloyd? Yep. Very good. I... Couldn't tell you those names. I just happen to know that one. Yeah. Oh, this is a good question. What current non-track TV show has more regular cast members and guest stars from the Star Trek series and movies than any other show in television history? A, CSI Crime Scene Investigation, B, ER, C, Desperate Housewives, or D, Boston Legal? I think it must be Boston Legal. I think it must be, but I was going to say Heroes. I was going to say Heroes, too, but that's not one of the answers. So let's try Boston Legal. Correct. Wow, that's that's yeah. interesting. Hey, do you know who oh, who was in um, uh, a recent episode of it? Is uh, and she's been in two episodes this season. Is the girl who played the alien in Galaxy Quest who decides to stay? Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's good. I like that. 
Which Star Trek actor has directed the most Star Trek projects? A. Jonathan Frakes, B. Leonard Nimoy, C. LeVar Burton, or D. Roxanne Dawson? Nimoy. You think so? The most Star Trek projects? Frakes directed two movies, didn't he? And a bunch of episodes, I oh, thought. Oh, okay, then maybe it's Frakes. Because Leonard never directed any episodes, no, as far as right, I know. No, you're right, you're right. So I think it must be Frakes. Oh! <gasps> maybe it was LeVar Burton. It was LeVar Burton. Oh, how interesting. You know why? Because I think he directed some episodes of Enterprise. Mm. So the total number of episodes he did was probably Okay. Okay, so we've gotten like one wrong out of (laughs) 3,000. Do you want to continue to do this? There's only nine questions left. Oh, okay. Which famous international actress was originally cast as Janeway for Star Trek Voyager but quit before the first episode had completed shooting? Jean-Vierre Boujold. Was it really? Yes. So the answers are Catherine Deneuve, Candice Bergen, uh, Salma Hayek or Genevieve Bujold. Um and there somewhere floating around the web is a clip of the little bit really? she shot oh I'd like to see that which combat defense maneuver that pays homage to the original Trek series does Riker call for in next generation big screen film Nemesis boy that was a complicated sentence Kirk Epsilon the Scotty Slipknot <laughs> Kirk's backplay that's so obscene <laughs> or Spock's Rook I don't know oh I thought it said Spock's Rock <laughs> Um, I thought it was something called like the Kirk Maneuver, but I'm going to say Kirk Epsilon just because it can't be Kirk's back play. I love Kirk's back play. Ooh, that sounds so sexy. What about the uh, Corbomite Maneuver? That's true. I never saw Nemesis, so I don't know. Uh, correct. Kirk Epsilon. Back play. Which major Academy Award winning actor was first offered the role of Zephram Cochran in First Contact, but had to turn it down due to another film commitment? I don't know. Tom Hanks, Robert Redford, Dustin Hoffman, or Richard Dreyfus? Dreyfus, I guess. I'm thinking Tom Hanks. Really? Yeah, I don't know why, but that's what I'm thinking. All right. Let's try Tom Hanks. Hey, you were right. I didn't know that. See, I've got trivia in my brain I don't even know is there. In Star Trek The Voyage Home, the role of Jillian, played by Seventh Heaven actress Catherine Hicks, was originally written for what actor? Do you know this? No. A, Jillian Anderson, B, Eddie Murphy, C, Angelica Houston, or D, Alan Alda. How Eddie Murphy. You, you think so? That, that was their idea, was they were going to bring their two biggest uh, things together at wow, that time. Wow, you're so right. And we're learning a little bit. Star Trek Undiscovered Country may have turned out to be a totally different film if this actor had accepted the role of Gorkon. The part eventually went to David Warner, perennial bad guy, who also had a role in Final Frontier. A, Marlon Brando, B, Jack Palance, C, Robert De Niro, or D, Jack Nicholson. I have no idea. I have no idea. You want to guess? Yeah. Who do you want to guess? Um, let's say uh, Jack Nicholson. Sure. Just for the hell of it. Nope. Show us the answer. Jack Palance. Wow. That could have been a very interesting choice. Yes. In the film Final Frontier, Vulcan Paradise is called Shakari and is a play on words from the original actor who sought to play the part of Spock's brother, Cybok. Who was he? Okay, the actor didn't seek to play it. He was sought. Yeah. And it's Sean Connery. It is. The other choices are Gene Hackman, Roy Scheider, Al Pacino, but it was Sean Connery. Okay, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, well, let's make up the planet name so they're the ones. <laughs> Jin Hakman. <laughs> Pacina. <laughs> Which Star Trek movie is the lowest grossing film in the franchise's 40-plus history? Insurrection, Motion Picture, Final Frontier, or Nemesis? I think it was Nemesis, wasn't it? The last one? Okay. Oh, well, wrong. What's the answer? Well, it had to be a, one of those. Uh, insurrection. Oh, okay. Well, it didn't matter. They both sucked. Um, 
Considering considered the best film in Trek franchise, Wrath of Khan starred Ricardo Montalban. What was the original episode? That's so Space easy. Seed. I'm not even going to bother reading the others. I like doing quizzes this way. Which cast member of the original series was the only seasoned Hollywood actor with lots of movie credits to, on his resume? I know that one. <laughs> James Doohan, William Shatner, DeForest Kelly, or Gary Lockhart? Who's Gary Lockhart? I have no idea. Did they mean Gary Lockwood? <laughs> he wasn't an original cast member. I think it was DeForest Kelly. With lots of movie credits. I th I'll say DeForest as well. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Very good. Last one. Which famous Starfleet captain commanded the Enterprise in its various incarnations for the most number of years? I think it has to be Picard. Jean-Luc Picard. No. No? Okay, uh, this is one of these. Is what question? is the meaning of is? <laughs> uh, because... If you accept the canon uh -huh. that Kirk got it back yeah. and, and commanded it up until his retirement, don't his years accumulate more? Oh, you're right. But, you know, never having really watched closely the other uh, Next Generation apps, I don't know how long Picard was supposed to be in charge. There was the original seven mm -hmm. years plus movie, movie years. years, and I don't know how long those movie years were. It's tough. I know it's not. So the other questions, the other answers are Captain Jonathan Archer, which I'm pretty sure is wrong, and then Captain Christopher Pike, which I'm also pretty sure is wrong. Mm -hmm. So it's either Kirk or Picard. I'm going to say Picard. Okay, let's go with Picard. I hope I'm wrong. Oh, oh we're wrong. Show us the answer. It was Kirk. It was Kirk. How did, you, how did you do? Let's see. We got a 44. Hey. Four, 41 to 50. Congrats, you're a true Trekkie. Oh, like we need a Prague magazine to tell us that. I just noticed you have a rocket in your living room. I do, yeah. It's a NASA rocket. Hey, it, check it out. Can't get enough of Captain Kirk. See exclusive photos of William Well, Potter. okay, so that's what I is. wanted to show you because I picked. I, I already brought him up. Oh, okay. Okay, wake up. Ooh. Wake up, Pooter. He's sitting in a chair. Yes. That's an interesting picture. With the cane. With the cane. So but... We'll put in a link to these pictures so other people can see them. Okay, now the next one is really bad. Yes. It really, you know, makes him look very fat. It's all pictures of Bill. Oh, that's a funny picture. He's wearing his striped suit, and he's kind of um, flexing, like making biceps mm -hmm. with fists. The next one. He's saying, give it to me, baby. He looks like a grandpa. He's sitting in a chair. A fringy chair. A fringy chair. Now he's kind of dancing. He's saying, fly me to the stars. He thinks he's Frank Sinatra. In I picture. think he is. Uh, but I love the last one. He's adjusting his tie. That's a great picture. It's beautiful. Maybe we'll put that one up on the blog. The blog. Yes. Oh, I think we need a break. Oh, I think so, too. We've been talking for half an hour. People, oh, my God. People are so sick of what we're talking about by now. Well, when we come back, we're going to be talking about all the fabulous stuff. Oh, that from our listeners. Yes. It's all about you. All about you, baby. Okay. Let's take a break. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. People, pay attention and write it down this time. Comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. Email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. This entire podcast recorded on an Apple PowerBook with GarageBand.
This is TSFPN.com, the sci-fi podcast network. You've found the best podcast in the universe. Pet do. <laughs> yep, more stuff. More stuff. Okay. First, we have to tell you, we have like limited time today. <laughs> and there's a list a mile long of many, many things we should watch. Yes. Because Bill has been everywhere has. promoting his book. He's been on TV. He's been on radio. He's been in the newspaper. He's been on blogs and podcasts and all kinds of things. Yes. And we don't have time to watch that stuff and report it to you today. Today. So, um... First of all, maybe that'll be upcoming. We don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, the the future nebulous, <laughs> if anything. Also, we have um, a bunch of stuff people have sent us from online that was so, so funny. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put up a bunch of links yes. for you to go look at them. Um, just to tell you what some of them are going to be, there is a condensed version of Spock's brain mm-hmm. that is very, very funny. Um, and that was sent to us by Sean. Kuvmo sent us um, a thing called The Trouble with Toupees. Very <laughs> funny. Um, Captain Ho sent us Star Trek The Motion Picture Pone Far Edition. Oh, so funny. So funny. And then Sean Dickon sent us For the World is Hollow and I Have Touched Your Thigh, which is very, very funny. So there's going to be links to all these things mm-hmm. that you guys have to have. Have to, have, have to, to go go to, and we'd appreciate it if you would write reviews and send them to us, and uh, and we'll read your opinion because we know what our opinion because is. Because we're only two people. Also, if you saw Bill or heard him on any of the radio, mm-hmm. TV things he's been on recently, tell us about it. Yeah, <laughs> Sha, uh-huh. Sha, yeah, do your do your bit. Okay, can we talk about the cake now? Yes. <laughs> Okay. Odd. <laughs> so uh, somebody sent us this, right? Or did you know about it? No, um, someone named Older TOS. Oh, right. That's right. Sent yes. us um, about the cake. And uh, I want to go back to that original email. Yes, please. Okay. Okay. So just to recap. Here we go. Um, there's a show on the Food Network called Ace of Cakes. Where, right. Where they have all these amazing cakes. Okay. Wait, wait. Okay. Here's, here's the email we got. Hey, girls. Have you seen this confection? And there's a link. I absolutely love the look on Kirk's face. Clearly, he's thinking of the spanking (laughs) list. And Spock looks absolutely petulant. Mm -hmm. Thanks, OTT. So the link took us to another media conquered. Uh And this is the Ace of Cakes made a Star Trek cake. It's amazing. And um, I I asked um, OTT or anybody, let us know when this episode Mm -hmm. is on. But, um, you know, we, thanks to us, Bill had conquered ice cream cake. Mm-hmm. Now this is regular cake. Regular cake. Mm-hmm. And so do you want me to read what it says up here? Oh, yes, please. The Food Network airs a reality show called The Ace of Cakes, which focuses on a Baltimore bakery run by baker Duff Go- Goldman, who turns out to be a Trek fan. Mm-hmm. Who isn't? The show often features custom specialty cakes, and a producer for the show sent Trek movie some exclusive preview pics of a special Star Trek cake that will be featured in an upcoming episode. Mm-hmm. Here are a couple of shots of the Trek cake, and it's the bridge and... On the bridge, there is um, Uhura, uh-huh. looking very chunky, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, Spock, uh-huh. and uh, Kirk, of course, sitting in the center seat, Sulu, <laughs> Sulu and Scotchy, mm-hmm. and um, so they're they're all there, and Kirk kind of you know is leaning his his uh, chin on his hand, and he's sort of cocking an eye, and he's smirking a little bit. Yes, and it, it's it's really wonderful. And then uh, the, they, they look sort of like um, the Legos. Star Trek yes, characters. and that's that what shape. I was wondering. Yeah. Are these are are the, the 
the the shapes. Is this whole thing edible? Is my I question, is. or is this something sitting on top of a cake? I think this whole thing is edible. That's, <gasps> that was my impression from oh, here, which oh, is pretty amazing. Oh, so it's cool. So we'll put the link up to that now. Um, then the thing that followed it was um, comments comments on the cake. Yes. So do you want to to read that? Um. Okay, well, the, the sixth comment came from Sean. <laughs> Hopefully not our Sean. And it's in all caps. Uh-huh. And it's punctuation-free. <laughs> it says, this is a disaster. I can't believe they put Scotty in the navigator's position. I can't believe these people are so clueless about the basics of Star Trek. This is a disaster. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Someone says, I noticed the red shirt in the navigator's seat too, but all things considered, a minor thing. The cake looks great, especially the smirking Kirk. And then, typical fans, mm-hmm. we get into an argument. The red shirt guy's Mr. Leslie. <laughs> My mom made me an Enterprise cake back when I was 12. It looked a bit more tasty than that, to be honest. And, and, and then, then Sean says, number six has a point. Scotty and Uhura are not in the right spots, and Chekhov is nowhere to be found. So obviously it's a first season cake. <laughs> Jeez, idiots. Even before Chekhov came onto the show, Scotty didn't sit there. Someone is wrong on the internet. That's right. <laughs> okay. Ugh, Sean, you make us all look insane. It's a cake. Nothing more. It's not meant to be canon. <laughs> Just relax, dude. Who gives a frack if the small little cake people are not sitting in the right chair? Lords of Cobalt protect us. This is from a uh, BSG Uh freak. If anyone saw the G4 Star Trek ads they ran, then we all know that Spock doesn't have a sanctuary where Scotty DJs. (laughs) Secondly, Adam, I'd rather watch a show about baking unique cakes on the Food Network than a show about 12 women who want to find a farmer for a husband. (laughs) Oh, here's one from Marlena Moreau. Oh. That's too cute. I love Ace of Cakes. Everyone on the show seems so nerdy in a good way. <laughs> and fun. <laughs> oh, let's see. Actually, Sean, Scotty did sit at the navigator station on the bridge at the end of the second pilot where no man has gone before because navigator Gary Mitchell was dead. There is a picture of it at trekcore.com. I tried to post the link to the picture, but it did not work. But Uhura wasn't in that episode. Mm. So this is not a Where No Man Has Gone Before cake. <laughs> These are incredible. Um, this was my favorite comment after after Sean's This is a Disaster thing. Yes. Um, Sean, have you ever kissed a girl? It's a fucking cake. Turn off your caps lock and stop making Trekkers look like such OCD losers. <laughs> oh, wait. Never mind. <laughs> So is that the article? Yes, that's the uh, article. Oh, okay. So it was this article is at um, io9.com, and the title of it is Star Trek Cake Upsets Nerds. I want to read you one more comment <laughs> oh, before please, we do that. Please. This is from the Underpants Monster. <laughs> I hope they got the buttercream, anti-buttercream intermix ratio right. <laughs> Otherwise, that thing could blow sky high like a volcano cake at a six-year-old's birthday. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> so this was the coverage of the comments. It said, everyone likes cake, right? Especially if the cake is a Star Trek-themed one made by Charm City Cakes, the crew from Food Network's Ace of Cakes. But if that were really true, then what's behind the meltdown from Trek fans once pictures of Charm City cake were leaked online? And they have some nice pictures of the cake. Photos of the cake, which includes an awesome Sulu, were released by the show's producers to fansite trekmovie.com, and almost immediately the comments section was filled with anal nerditry. <laughs> I read through the comments on this particular site, and it quickly got into a, a, an, an almost equally nerdy discussion about what the cake was made of. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I don't like it because it's not made from buttercream. Can you say fondant? Just looking at this thing makes my gag reflex trigger because of whatever thing they make it out of. And then all the cake people started arguing with each other. <laughs> so it wasn't just a Trek nerd thing. It was a cake nerd thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Hilarious. This is a disaster. This is a disaster. So funny. Anyway. That is, is, is so wonderful. Oh, here's someone who says, my friends and I recently baked and decorated a Borg cube cake <laughs> for our friend's Star Trek birthday theme party. <laughs> that is too funny. <laughs> Why don't you do a remastered cake and show us how it have been done? <laughs> Oh, here, here's a here's another funny comment on on the other one. Mm -hmm. I can't believe they made a cake out of cake. People are made out of soylent green, not cake. <laughs> this is an egregious error of epic proportions that will surely rip the universe asunder, which will yank Captain Kirk out of time so he can repair the tear. Once his mission is complete, he will make sweet, sweet cream cheese frosting love to Cake Woman Uhura. <laughs> Oh, that, that is just too funny. Um, I don't know. What, now, what was it? Um, nerditry? Anal nerditry. Anal nerditry. We've got to add that to our vocabulary. But here's another phrase we have to add to the vocabulary. Besides, this is a disaster. Yes. <laughs> it all counts. No punctuation. A review I read, I think I sent you this phrase telling you how much I loved it, of the new Narnia yes, movie. Yes, that was hilarious. I shared that with everyone. Where, where um, in the review it said, and then there's a sudden outbreak of special <laughs> effects in a London train station. That was great. That <laughs> I like that. Really a sudden really outbreak of special effects. I yep. thought that was very good. It was great. So anyway, so that that is about the cake. I like that. Star Trek cake upsets nerds. <laughs> best, best headline recently. Well, you know. I, it's true. It's absolutely true. Now, do you want to talk about the blogger review thing that we don't understand? Yes, we got an email. We get a lot of emails. Yeah, but this one. But this one was a good one. Says, um. Dear butt girls. Well. Sort of. It says, dear look at his butt author. Uh, Our editors recently re recently reviewed your blog and have given it an 8.0 score out of 10 in the entertainment movies category of blog.com. This is quite an achievement. They say. They say. We evaluated your blog based on the following criteria, frequency of updates, relevance of content, site design, and writing style. After carefully reviewing each of these criteria, your show was given its 8.0 score. We've also created blog.com score badges with your score prominently displayed. Simply visit your website summary page on blogdon.com, and then there's colon that has nothing, and it <laughs> says show this rating on your blog, right. blah, 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 blah. Um, so, um... And that's from Amy Liu in the marketing department. Yeah, so it's blogged.com, B-L-O-G-G-E-D.com. Yes, and I went there, mm -hmm. and there's a thing, um, it says, 
the editor's review and it's a link so I clicked mm -hmm. it it did nothing and then there was something about to claim this blog do this so I did that uh -huh. and I thought now I'll be able to read this editor's review and it didn't <laughs> I, I, I don't know if there is an actual editor's review um, that you can read but you can go there and review the blog uh -huh. so listeners go, go review our blog. we'll put the link in go say and wonderful things. I will grab that image and put it up somewhere on on the blog so that okay we can see we got an 8.0 out of 10 we're mm -hmm. great the judges are Woo. holding up the cards. Woo hoo! Woo! <laughs> See how excited we are! Woo! Okay, Kingdom of the Spiders Day. Yay! Kingdom of the Spiders Day has come and gone. I hope everybody had a wonderful time. Did something spidery. And um, he, we got a very brief note from Stephen, the mm -hmm. king of Kingdom of the Spiders mm -hmm. Day, and he says. Uh, I can tell you that it was the greatest K-O-T-S yet. <laughs> the t-shirts made us look rather dashing. I became quite tearful when I presented myself with the framed collector cards. <laughs> and we also enjoyed some hooker and impulse. Ooh. Funnily enough, another regular since I found it the year after Kingdom. So, I am so glad Stephen had a wonderful uh, holiday. Yes. And that he was the... Uh, the, the winner, recipient. the yeah. recipient, recipient of the fabulous framed collector cards, which I hope he will send us some pictures of. Yeah, well, we are still going to interview him. Uh, yeah. We were trying At to some set it up point. for today, but it didn't happen. But right. we will be talking to him over Skype to get a first-hand report of how Kingdom of the Spiders Day went. That's right. So we're very excited about that. Okay, you talk for a minute because I need to get to a different account to talk about these next things. Oh, okay. Um, I wish I had something in front of me, but I don't, which was um, Francine's dream. Oh. Which we wanted to hear. You can read can it. Can I read it? Okay. This is a great dream, and it's going to be posted to um, dreamsofwilliamshatner.blogspot.com. And please send us your dreams so we can post them. Um, both of us have had dreams, and we've been mm -hmm. posting them. And other people have been sending us dreams. That's true, and, and we've gotten some great feedback. So. And I also posted Denny Crane's dream, because <laughs> he had a dream. Mm -hmm. so. so, this is Francine's dream. She says, I'm interviewing Bill and Leonard at a convention. I'm sitting between them on a bench pushed against the wall, and we are shielded from the crowd by several of those white reflective photographers' umbrellas. Even though we just met, they treat me like we've known each other for years. I lean back, and Leonard puts his arms around me. Bill and I are laughing as he tells me a long-winded story, and for some reason, he puts my feet in his lap. His hands are warm on my ankles. Leonard holds me tighter and lays his cheek against my neck. His cheek is scratchy and his breath smells sweet like pineapple juice and breast milk. Bill tells a joke and we all laugh. Leonard says, Thank you, Billy. I love you, my friend. Bill smiles shyly and looks down. His eyelashes are still long. <sighs> then I shake myself awake because this is heaven and I want to make sure I haven't died in my sleep. <gasps> What a dream. What a great dream. Oh. And oh, but the whole thing of the feet. I oh. mean, oh. wonderful. Really? So you guys should all be having dreams like that. Right. And, and telling us about them so we can post them. Okay. On to space stuff. Space beer. They have come up with space beer. I'm excited. I am. Because why would you want to go to space if there wasn't any beer? <laughs> Japanese. This was on CNN. Thirsty? Try some refreshing space beer. <laughs> Japanese beer lovers can anticipate an out-of-this-world brew. Suds made with barley descended from grains that traveled in outer space. The space beer... 
to be test brewed by Sapporo Breweries will come in a pilot edition of 100 bottles to be ready in November, company spokeswoman Momoku Matsumura said. The beer will be made with barley. We already read that part. (laughs) Oh, the seeds spent five months in 2006 aboard the International Space Station. Mm -hmm. We're really looking forward to tasting it when it's ready, Matsumura said. Um, So there was something here I wanted to tell you about. The seedlings were harvested in November. The company expects to harvest 100 pounds of the third-generation grain Saturday for use in the space beer. Sapporo isn't planning to sell the special Mm. brew, at least for now, and hasn't decided how it will distribute the planned 100 bottles, Matsumura said. They should give one to Bill. That's what I was thinking. Totally. You should totally give a bottle of space beer to Bill. He would like that. He would love it. He would put it with his Emmys. (laughs) Yeah, by the fountain being splashed. Exactly. Space beer. Yeah. Do you think it's like um, Quadro Triticale? Ooh. Now that was poisoned. That's true. It well, killed could, all the troubles. Well, but they could have some non-poisoned. They should call it, did they, did they say what the grain was? I, I kind of missed it. Was it was barley. It was barley. So it's Quadro Barley. Or Tri Barley. <laughs> it's made from Tri Barley. <laughs> yeah, why not Tri Barley? Why not? <laughs> So that's space beer. I love it. Very exciting. And you can buy it in plastic cups at the Space Carnival. (laughs) Right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Speaking of other space things. Yes. Space jail. Jail. I just had that article up here. Oh, okay. Then you read it. All right. Well, listeners may remember that we've been talking a lot about Star Trek optional punctuation, the tour, which um, was announced with great fanfare has been at the Queen Mary in Los Angeles, and they had announced all these tour dates for when it was going to be around the country. And we mm-hmm. were waiting impatiently because San Francisco was the next stop on the tour, and we were thinking, hey, man, let's go and check it out and do all kinds of things. And it got held over in Los Angeles, and we've been going to the site and wondering what the hell because it hasn't done anything. So finally, there was an update. And long story short, I'll read some of the story. Um, it's been in jail. <laughs> Space jail. <laughs> the whole, the whole tour, the whole space carnival has been haul, hauled off to space jail. It has been um, by the space sheriff. So, it was on the Queen Mary. It closed in March, and I'm reading from an article here that was in the District Weekly, which I think is a Los Angeles paper, actually, that mm-hmm. was covering this. Um, <laughs> the people who owned it, which was um, C Touring Productions. Um, owed them money. They owed them over $20,000 for security and food and lodging aboard the Queen Mary. So they owed the Queen Mary money. They owed money. the Queen Mary okay. money for having this thing there because it had stayed over for this extra amount of time and they right. hadn't paid it. And they didn't pay it. So the people who owned the Queen Mary said, we're going to keep your exhibit until you pay us. <laughs> this poor exhibit, it got abandoned and, and left on a, a dock. Uh-huh. It's like, it's like a, a poor homeless animal. Absolutely. So what happened was um, the people who run Sea Touring gave up and pulled out. So there it was, sitting there with no owners mm-hmm. and owing $20,000. So um, the, the article says, um, ownership of the tour has passed to an outfit in Greenwich, Connecticut called Plainfield Asset Management. Plainfield Asset Management, the name just screams science fiction, doesn't it? <laughs> Um, 
the quote is, uh, the firm manages investment capital for institutions and high net worth individuals based in the United States and abroad. And the article says, um, and that's all I want to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're thinking, you know, offshore investments, shell corporations and things like that. Um, so the people at Plainfield Asset Management apparently um, said they were going to pay for it, said they were going to pay for it. We don't know if they actually have paid for it. Um, the people who own the Queen Mary and do all that said, we reached an agreement with them. They paid us yesterday, and they are going to have the dome loaded out by June 6th. So nobody knows what's going to happen after they pay and pick it up. Who knows? It's almost June 6th, right? That's next week. Yeah, but yeah that's so, uh, like Friday or something. So or I wonder Thursday. what's going to happen. Is it going to go on tour? Are they going to dismantle it? Are they going to sell it? Very unclear at this, this point. This is very, very frightening. But that what a story. Valuable stuff like this. What a story. That could be a, a subject for the next Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Space Jail. The Space Jail. So now... Finding well, this, this valuable Star Trek stuff. How interesting. So just FYI, remember back when um, we started looking... Uh, we started hearing about this. If you went to Star Trek The Tour, there was right. information. And then Star Trek The Tour redirected to uh, Star Trek.com, I think. Oh, okay. It did for a while. Now, if you type in Star Trek The Tour, it's just parked at GoDaddy. <gasps> so I'm actually going to see if I can just Google a little bit of information about Star Trek optional punctuation, The Tour. Okay. And while you're anything. Googling, I'm going to just um, bring up, I haven't seen it. You know, the new Indiana Jones movie is out. Uh-huh. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh-huh. That's that bullshit thing in the Mystery of the Gods thing Bill was in with uh, <laughs> Gene Dixon. That's right. So that whole stupid controversy is alive again about are these real, are they alien artifacts, are they, you know, Aztec magic stuff. So anyway, so, so now I'm back, at, to the tour. back to the tour. <laughs> I'm at StarTrek.com. I'm on the page that they have. And all it says is announcing Star Trek the tour. 40 City Tour begins July 2008 in California. There's still all this crap. I'm going to look at the mm -hmm. tour schedule and see if they have anything here. And it's probably the same crap that's always been there, right? It says check back for a list of cities we yep. will visit in 2008. Um, there's basically no information anymore. It's crazy. I, I'm just going to see if they have any new, like if there's any news here that says, you know, latest information. Press. News. Let's go to news. Boy, they covered it with such a lot of fanfare. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Nope. There's nothing. Okay. Um, I want you to keep talking because I realized <laughs> I wanted to, to look for something, and uh, I forgot to get it ready. Okay. That's fine. I, I'm just really curious about um, what they're going to do with all this stuff. It's insane. I, I can't believe it's been so badly managed, and, and I wonder what happened to make C Productions uh, pull out like that. I mean, mm -hmm. from every report that we saw, there were people there. They held it over for an extra month. They were making money, presumably, because so many people were going to see it. They had people like Bill and a lot of the cast of Next Generation promoting it. Mm -hmm. There must be something going on. I suspect that there's going to be some sort of scandal. <gasps> Or other back backroom dealings that it's going to come out at some point to say what the hell happened here. Really, I'm going to the press. Okay. See if there's anything else. Okay, I you go to the press. Don't think there is anything. Okay. Nope. Nothing. 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 Okay. Well. Hmm. 
Uh, what do you have? Okay, I have something for us to talk about. I couldn't find the thing I meant for us to, to talk about, and I don't have time to keep looking for it. So the next thing we want to talk about is my favorite typo. <laughs> It's my all-time favorite typo. Uh Okay, this was, okay, excerpts from Bill's book and everything have been printed Mm -hmm. everywhere. And this was in an article at the Globe and Mail. Mm -hmm. And it's it's talking about Bill, of course. And the sentence is, his breakthrough turn as Star Trek's Captain James T. Kirk lay 10 years in the future. But there's no space after Kirk. So Uh his name is Captain James T. Kirklay. That's pretty much it right there. That oh, that's beautiful. That is James T. Kirkley. That is so Freudian. I like that. I and like that so so uh-huh. wonderful. Yay. Um what else? Okay. Uh Bill was talking about uh singing those songs on the MTV Music Awards. Mm-hmm. And if you've been looking at our blog, mm-hmm. you saw that we posted a beautiful beautiful screen cap mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. And um, so there is a little article explaining that he had um, an accident. He fell off his horse that day. Really? Oh, yeah. You didn't read this? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, it says, even after t- nearly two decades of showmanship, or do you want me to just play Bill's audio? Let's have Bill tell the story. Oh, well, just make sure your microphone is close enough so that we can hear it. I'm, I'm <laughs> it's a good microphone. I think if you do it like that, it'll be fine. Oh, okay. So here, Bill... Wait, he just came unplugged. Hold on, hold on. Fucking technology. Okay. (laughs) It's okay. I think it'll be all right on on battery power. I hope so. Okay. Bill, tell us about singing on the MTV Awards show. You were on the first movie awards when they had you sing. Right. The five songs. Did you, how did they approach you and were you sort of game at first? Like, or did they have to come (coughs) to school? Well, uh, there's a, a fun story attached to that. Um, they called like a week before and they said, would you sing a song? And then they said, we sing all five songs. I thought, wow, that, that'll be interesting. Uh, what what fun. The idea of failure and being laughed at never sort of occurs to me because it happens all the time. And you become inured to being laughed at. So I said, great. So we we timed it on a day of the week to come in. I would come in in the afternoon. I said, you know, I do, I don't sing. I do lyrics I said to them so I need I need an instrument that carries the tune and I need rhythm instruments so you know guitar or piano or a, a, in a fluted anything they said great we'll be there so that morning of the afternoon I was going in I I went uh, to uh, to ride some of my horses and uh, I got on a three-year-old horse and the trainer was saying you know this horse is breeding Somehow, every horse, if you touch them behind like that, they don't like it. They go up in the air. I said, you mean touch them over here? Boom. Went up in the air, and I was knocked unconscious. And I was out, apparently, for a half an hour. I had concussion. When I came to, I said, what happened? They told me what happened. I said, oh, great. What happened? They told me again. And this went on for a couple of hours, while slowly, and then I went to the doctors, and by that time, I was beginning to remember, although I had amnesia from before it started to after it ended. So I had had concussion. I was concussed in the morning. You were a concussee. Yes, and I, we had to kick the concussor. <laughs> so I'm now driving back to uh, Los Angeles. We're about 45 minutes out of Los Angeles. And dimly I remember there's something I have to do. And suddenly it occurs to me, I've got to go sing five songs 
for MTV in it. Make a U-turn, go to the studio. And I'm in a dressing room somewhat like this, with manure still in my ears, because I had fallen to the floor. And I'm trotted out, if you excuse the expression, uh, to the stage. And there they have bongo drums and a xylophone to carry the tune and the rhythm. And I've got to sing a song like, I Want to Sex You Up, which has one, I want to sex you up. Six words. That's the song. I want to sex you up. If you may remember, I want to sex you up, I want to sex you up, I want to sex you up, I want to sex you up. To xylophones and bongo drums. Now the idea of being laughed at is beginning to occur to me. <laughs> so I do five songs. I don't remember I don't remember doing the songs because I'm still concussion stays with you a while. And manure in the head. And well manure's okay because that kind of <laughs> so when they played it in front of the audience and I was at home watching it, I heard the audience kind of mutter. Like the first song, they go, I don't know, what's going on? I don't know. What's going on? By the second song, they were starting to laugh. And by the third song, we had them and they were, and they apparently had enjoyed it. But that's the story of the five songs at MTV. Oh, so now they're playing it again. It just instantly replays. So <laughs> that's the story of Bill on the MTV Awards. And I have to say, I have those five little snippets on uh-huh. my iPod. And yeah. every time they come on, because it's set on random play or whatever it's called, shuffle, I just smile and smile. And I was so glad to get that screen cap because I'd never actually seen the, the thing. I'm amazed that... Um he had a concussion, and yet he went on because he's Bill, of course. I mean, not that he and then he was do- driving. <laughs> not that he go to the doctor or anything. Well, like he that. said he went to the doctor, but not do anything about. It. I mean, presumably he went to the doctor, and the doctor said either you should stay in the hospital or you should go home and rest for like mm-hmm. the next forty-eight hours and don't do anything. And have strenuous. someone watching you. Have someone watching you. So he got into his car and went to MTV. Yeah, and did, <laughs> and did a show. Yeah. <laughs> and well, someone will be watching me. They'll be watching me. Um, what was I going to say? Well, I also want us to, to, to steal that little part where he's saying, I want to sex you up. I want to sex you up. I want to sex you up. Because, you know. It's great. Because oh, that's so That's Bill. so good. And it's so Bill. And, and, you know, he probably says that a lot. And, yeah, well. In real life. Well, of course. Yeah. Of course. Of now, course. Um, very briefly, I wanted to mention something else that you sent to me. I was just looking back through my email, which I thought was really funny, um, which was um, a link to uh, a list of text messages or email acronyms. <gasps> yes. Which was really good, except uh-huh. that, um, you know, as you said, can you believe that EVE isn't on it? What's right. up with that? Yeah. Sha. <sighs> really? I mean, what what are they thinking? And the thing is, um, that went around at work. That's where I got it. Oh, really? Yeah, so work actually was useful for once. <laughs> EVE should be on it. Of course. Common parlance now. Well, yeah. So um, uh, what did you want to talk about in it? Uh, no, that was it. Just that EVE wasn't in it. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Just, you know, shock. Okay, because I'm still looking for that thing that I desperately need okay. well, tell to you what, show you. Let's take a little break. Oh, okay. Let's do that, and then we'll come back and we'll do your thing and maybe one other thing as the last segment. Okay. Cue the music.
pissed off. How is that different from normal? <laughs> I'm not usually in a pretty good mood. Uh, but you're going to be pissed off too when I tell you this. Okay. And this piss offedness dates back to um, May. May. I mean, no, March. March. Of 2007. Wow. So, uh, our good friend Kelly Peoples had yes. sent us a link. Uh-huh. And I went and looked at it and went, oh my God, I have got to get this for Lena. Mm. And I ordered it. Uh-huh. And every three months I'd get an email saying, we're behind on orders. Do you uh-huh. want it, you know, back order? Yes, 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 yes. It yes. wasn't a cake, was it? No. Oh. And finally I get one that says, um, due to the overwhelming demand, there aren't any. And it was going to be your birthday present a year ago. People, I, people I, can't see this, but I'm making a really big pout. She's really face. upset, and it's going to be the super pout when you see the media, Bill Concord. Oh, they don't have any more? Nope. <laughs> it is a little, and it's like only six inches tall. It's a little Kirk teddy bear. The bear is in uniform, it's in the captain's chair. It's cocking an eyebrow. And it's got its chin on its hand. And it's the, the, it's perfect. Oh. It is so perfect. And so I ordered it and tried and tried and tried. Oh. So this is something we're going to have to watch for on eBay. And you know who it comes from? Who? Hamilton Collection. Oh, how, how does Hamilton Collection ever run out of anything? Well, at one point I was so pissed off I called them. Yeah. This was before they had said there aren't any. And I said, what's going on? They said, well, we're having trouble with that vendor. Oh. So I think they never had any. They oh, had a picture. I think you should put a Google News alert for that so that we can find it somewhere. Oh, okay. I want one. Isn't it cute? Isn't it, it is cute? The best thing and ever. somebody um, had posted something on a, bro- on a blog saying, um, "Yeah, see, here's how you get it." Because I wrote back and yeah. said, "Where do you find it?" But um, it was mentioned on a blog where someone says, "This is so wrong in so many ways." Oh, it, <laughs> and I just think it's adorable. I think it's the best thing ever. And we're gonna put a picture of it. I up. want it. Yes. I want it. I, I want know. It. I well, wanted it for listen, you. Listen, all you listeners out there, we're going to call on the Look at His Butt Army right now. <laughs> if anybody can find out where we can get one of these things, yeah. Um, we're, we're doing salutes to each other right now. If anybody knows where we can get one, let us know. Yeah, and, um, you know, earlier we were talking about Parade Magazine. This This little ad, this clipping was in... You know, with the order yeah. form and everything was in like parade or, or you know, one of those things yes. that comes on Sunday. <sighs> so, oh. so happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, it is, it is so cute and gorgeous and everything. And so oh. Kirkish. So Shatner conquers teddy bears. All right. Now here's the next segment. And this is sort of along the same lines. And, um, I will say that we got these things back in February. Okay. And it's totally my fault. For, I'm, I'm doing bad, shame, I'm shame at her for not bringing them out and talking about them on the show. So apologies to our wonderful, wonderful listeners who sent us these things. Yes, I fucked up. <laughs> Blame it on me. And the thing is, we know we have gotten some other stuff. Yes, but it hasn't made it specifically to us yet. To us, it, it has it, made it, it to our middleman. It came to the PO box and, and and someone picked it up, and I just haven't gotten it yet. So we. So have if you've sent yet. us some actual stuff, we have been receiving we have been it. Getting it, it's just I'm lame. Um, so the first thing is from uh, Shelry, and what it is, <laughs> I love this, it's Star Trek Confidios kit, and this was the note she sent, found this at a little shop in town and just had to send some, hope you enjoy, and happy podcasting. 
This is the cutest stuff ever. It is so wonderful because, you know, it's confetti and it's shiny, but it's um, little Star Trek logos and the word Star Trek, okay. and there's Spock, and there's Kirk, Kirk. and there's um, um, there, starships. There's a Klingon ship. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. There's insignias. That's, yeah. There's phasers. There's all kinds of stuff so that you could, like, throw it up in the air and go, ha-cha! <laughs> Here's what it says on the back. Have fun with confettios, TM. Oh, then it's in French. Amusez-vous avec uh. confettios. <laughs> Sprinkle at your party scene or splash on your party floor. Confettios add sparkle to your place cards. Decorate a frame for a special gift. Caution, do not use near food. May <laughs> cause choking if swallowed. Cards shimmer with confettios. Add confettios to a latex balloon. Oh, condom. That's true. Ooh, Sprinkle over a gift just before you close the box. And then don't let them out. <laughs> close it real fast. Use confettios to add a twinkle to bows and barrettes. Oh. Keep confettios handy for last minute <laughs> occasions. Like when you sleep with Kirk. You can just, I think we're... Oh, these are so wonderful, but I'm just dying to toss them in the air like at our 100th show or something. Oh, absolutely. They have this big... Cut, and they're so brightly colored. They are. They kind of go with the look at his butt in Spanish music, don't you think? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, it's all part of the same, like, Mira culito. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I, I am in awe of this. Another media conquered. Another media conquered. I love it. Confetti. I'll have to scan some of that just so people can see what it is. <laughs> thank you. It's thank awesome. you so thank much. You. We love it. So, and apologies again. And, and we love it. So. Oh, thank you for thinking of us. I hope you got a pack up for yourself, too. Uh, um, and now. And um, now. And now. Uh, for something completely different. Um, this is from our friend Chad Nelson, who mm -hmm. sent us some other stuff before. And um, what he sent us with a note on the back which says, before it loses its thrill, just using Bill to shill. <laughs> and he, I think he created these he did. because this I is think what he his did. company does. And what it is is a bumper sticker or, or just sticker that says, Shatner 08, hope for the future. That's right. And it's a great picture of Bill with the... Um, picture with his his uh, chin on his hand, mm -hmm. black and white, kind of looking out at you. And I totally agree. Shatner 08 is the hope for the future. And he sent us two, one for me and one for you, with instructions. And he had sent us an email about this, and oh, and I, I think this might be it. Oh, uh, and um, if anybody out there wants one, I believe that Chad would probably make it for you. So I'm going to put his uh, contact information in here. It's vinylrocket.com, and I think this is what they do is they make these custom-made decals that you can stick on. So thanks, Chad, for sending that. Yes, and here's the thing. He, he When we didn't say anything about them for so long, he said, I thought maybe you didn't like them. Oh, <laughs> oh no, 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 never, ever, But I ever, thought he ever. had said something about if he made these. I think he must have made them. And I love the fact that it is Bill Schilling. Because, yes. you know. Oh, yes. It says, here is the sticker I made for you, too. And then oh, he, he has an image. Oh, good. He sent oh, us an image of it. That's great. I'll have to post the image so people can mm -hmm. see what it looked like. So, Chad, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Totally, but, oh, totally it's sorry. so cool. And, you know, if Bill wins, we'll toss the confetti. Totally. 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 And, um, listeners, if you want to make some money, grab your Sunday magazine and get out your parade that has Bill in it. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, tomorrow... You can put it on eBay mm. because TV guides 
that have pictures That's of Bill true. go on eBay, and people in foreign countries who don't get this crap mm -hmm. will bid on it. I think you're right. So money, money, right here in your Sunday paper. Yeah. I also want um, the uh, the army to attack <laughs> Hamilton Collection. Or do okay. whatever it is they need to do to get those damn bears. It's true. You know, I'm going to be Googling for this just so much <laughs> because now I'm in love with it now that I've seen it. Oh, I know. Well, imagine how I felt. And I found out about it right uh, before your birthday, and I was so excited. It's a great thing. And I had to do a lot of detective work to find out how to, well, sure, to get course, it because yeah. when you went to their website and everything, there was nothing. And <sighs> Yeah. Those bastards. Total bastards. Yeah. <sighs> It was a bait and, and throwback. <laughs> a bait and piss you off. Yeah, that, that, that's what it was. And it totally, totally did piss me off. All right, well, I think that's going to wrap it up for now. I think so. I think that was enough. Um, we'll be back next time with more stuff and more reviews. And don't forget, go to the blog. Look for all these links to things. And also, don't forget to go to the butt boards and drop us a note. Oh, we did get know. a note at the butt boards oh, from yeah. someone uh, saying that she has been watching uh, TJ Hooker and uh, is totally in love with Bill. That's great. So, so that's good. Go to the butt boards. Engage in some conversation. That's right. And um, I'm not going to take the confettis out, but I am going to throw the package <laughs> in the air. Whee! Oh, and I bet they even heard that. <laughs>